Hello, friends. This is Dr. Tim Jordan, and thank you for joining me here on this podcast called Raising Daughters. I'm a developmental and behavioral pediatrician who has counseled girls for about 30 years. I've also had the privilege of being able to sit with groups of girls on the carpet at my weekend retreats and my summer camps called Camp Wilokai for Girls, and also my Strong Girls, Strong World school program. And all that time I spent for the last 25 years on the floor in circles with girls has taught me a lot about what's going on for them, how girls are thinking and feeling, and I want to be able to pass that information on to you in this, in this podcast that's called Raising Daughters. And I have a special treat for you today because I have three high school senior girls here, and they are going to give us some input about what's going on for them in their lives today. The topic today is going to be old souls, because what I found with a lot of girls who I meet in my camps and retreats is that the kids who are older and wiser and more mature sometimes have a hard time connecting with people their age because they can't find like-minded souls. So I want you to hear from the horse's mouth. I want these girls to tell you what it's been like to grow up as one of those mature, uh, old soul to me means uh, wise beyond your years. Kids who don't quite fit the mold. Um, I, I wrote a blog a few months ago called Why Amazing Girls Sometimes Are Lonely. It's because sometimes they don't quite fit that mold. So let me, uh, I'm not going to tell you their names. They're going to be anonymous, but they're going to share from their hearts about what it's like to be an old soul. So when did you first get a sense that maybe you didn't quite fit, fit the mold? Uh, did your parents or did teachers or anybody ever tell you you were an old soul? I mean, how did you first experience that? I would say I was never really told at a young age that I was different than everybody else, but I always knew in a sense. I didn't have a lot of friends when I was little. I was usually picked at because, you know, I would spend more time at with, like, my older cousins or spent. And that just was more entertaining to me and more interesting to me was to have real conversations in, instead of, like, just trying to pass time. Like more superficial ones? Yeah. How about you? When did you, when did you first notice it, or did, did anybody ever label you that way? Yeah, I mean, my mom always kind of told me that I was, you know, an old soul and that I was really mature, and just by the way, I would, like, talk to adults and get along with people older than me and how um, I was always just really curious about things that most kids my age weren't curious about, and I was always kind of a few steps ahead of everybody else. Um, and I think that really played out kind of when I got to middle school and I kind of started seeing it for myself when the girls around me were, you know, fighting over stupid stuff and getting into petty little drama. And I was just very disinterested in it. And I would I would come home from school and talk to my mom and be like, Mom, I don't understand why all these girls are fighting over, um, you know, this party or this boy or whatever it might be. But I was just never got into that kind of stuff, and I think that's when I really realized it for myself is that I'm not, you know, still interested in the stuff that typical middle school girls are. I'm kind of more mature than that, and I'm not willing to involve myself in that kind of thing. Okay, and how about you? Um, for me, I would say it was probably around the time that my um, Parents got divorced because my mom's a single mom working a lot, and so I have a younger sister, that, and I kind of just grew up quicker, I feel like, than the kids around me. And my mom has always told me I was mature, but I never really saw it then, and looking back on it now, I think it makes more sense. But I 
it's kind of the same as what she just said. Like, I wasn't interested in the dumb, small little fights where you would be mad at your friend for, like, during lunch and then you're over it the next hour. But I just, I feel like I grew up faster and that's what made me more mature. And, like, now looking back on it, I'm appreciative because I am able to get along well with adults and I still do sometimes get along well with people older than me than, like, the younger kids who still are, I feel like even in high school, making, like dumb arguments or things like that. Did y'all ever feel left out or lonely or alone because sometimes it was hard to connect with people who were your age? I I definitely do feel lonely. I feel more lonely now than I did when I was younger. Like as a I feel more lonely in high school than I do when I was in, you know, elementary school or middle school just because I found myself like just trying to fit in as much as possible when I was younger and, like, not trying to be true to myself. But as I am true to myself, I do feel more left out because people are like, well, you know, why would you think of it that deeply or why would you take into consideration or that deeply into consideration of how other people feel? And it's, like, I I just, I don't, I don't see the world at school as, you know, who cares who gets the best grades, who cares who's the most popular or the prettiest. It's, I, I think just now that since I don't care as much, you know, people not necessarily make fun of me, but more just look past me. Hmm. How about you? Did you ever feel more alone or lonely? Ever, in those times you said you would kind of keep out of all the drama? <clears throat> yeah, I think it's hard when everyone around you or, I mean, even your friends are getting into that kind of thing. But for me, it's been about like finding just one or two people that are like me. And even though in groups, sometimes it's easy to feel lonely or feel, you know, kind of off or out of it. But if you have like one or two people that are like you and that are mature and, and aren't interested in the drama and, can kind of see the world how you see it, then that's what's been really helpful for me. So, I mean, yeah, in group settings and stuff, it is hard when um, you're kind of, you have a different view than everyone around you does, but I think it's just about finding, like, one person because you're never going to find a whole group of people that are kind of old souls or more mature, um, in high school at least. Yeah, a lot of girls like you all who I've met over the years um, struggle to find those people. Um, especially in middle school. I think it was harder in middle school than it was in high school. Um, but I, I wonder if that was, hard, was how that was for, uh, for the rest of you. Was it easy? Was it hard to find people who could sort of match your level of depth and maturity? Yeah, I would say um, just because everything with my family went on around during middle school. And so I am, well, then I was a very closed off person and I never let people kind of see my true emotions, even my family. So I think sometimes it played into struggling with making deep and good friendships because there were some things I would get upset about and people would ask like, hey, what's wrong or things like that? And I just didn't want to share and I didn't want to open up because I I didn't like doing that. And in high school, I think I found those group of girls, thankfully, that kind of pushed me almost to a sense to open up if I was willing to. And once I did, like I think our friendships became even stronger and even like friendships from camp itself are the ones that I think I value the most just because they know kind of everything about me like inside and out and they're still my friends at the end of the day so 
I've never really had a huge hard time of like making friends or things like that. But I think what I realized the most is that like opening up and actually being like vulnerable is where you can build like some of the best types of friendships. And that's, um, like the type of people who are going to really stick by you because they really know like deep down what can be going on or what is going on. I also wonder sometimes some, some girls who I've met who are old souls, they, they see things differently. They feel things differently. Sometimes they're really sensitive to, to you know, emotions around them. Uh, they take things to heart when they hear new stories about people who are suffering, when they see you know, injustices going on at school and all that kind of thing. I wonder if any of you ever felt that way, like you were sensitive in that way. I would say I am much more sensitive to other people's stories or their, the way they learn or whatever it may be, just because I know that how I can feel, like how in different situations I'll feel a certain way and how they can feel a completely different way or the exact same way. It's just, you know, it's just there's such a wide variety of how people can take things. And when I hear those the way they take it, I I know I and then they don't have the help around them or they don't have the the true friends around them to help them that I think it's just a lot harder for me to hear without wanting to be that person to help. Hmm. I wonder too, I've also seen a lot of girls like you guys where you, you become like the mom or like the therapist for your friends. Is that true for any of you? Like, because people know that you, I don't know, you're just, you're just with it and you understand it at a deeper level. Is that ever true for you guys? Yeah, like, all my friends call me mom, like, jokingly, (laughs) but, um, I mean, yeah, I definitely can have that kind of vibe just because I naturally want to fix things and help them, or, you know, I want to hear about when someone's upset, you know, I'm, I'm always the one who wants to get involved or, you know, help, help them figure it out and stuff, and so I definitely do have that reputation, I guess, of, like, a mom or a therapist, but, um... And it can be hard to be that for everybody because, you know, sometimes when you're the strong one for everyone else, um, people aren't always there for you in the same way, which is hard. But, um, you know, for some girls, what I have found is it's not so much that other people aren't there for them. Is that the the person, the, the, the mom or the counselor of the group sometimes doesn't let people be there for them. You're so used to being there for other people that sometimes you put your needs aside, and so then sometimes it's hard to ask for support. Has that ever been true for you guys? Like, like it's, it, it probably feels really valuable to be there to help people, right? And sometimes it's hard to let go of that role and actually be vulnerable. Has that been ever true for you guys? Talk about that for a minute. Yeah, I think that's true just because, you know, like, when you uh, are always there for other people and you're expected to be the strong one, it's like and then you're not, and then they see that, like, in my personal opinion, when people see that I'm not being the strong one or I'm not being the people they need or the person they need me to be, then I've failed as a a friend or I've failed as my role in a certain group or social setting. And, I don't know, I just always feel bad about it. Yeah. How about you? Um, I think... I, yeah, I think people come to me a lot just because 
again, I'm kind of one of those old souls and I am a little bit more mature. So I know how to handle things in a way that's just not like, oh, we'll get revenge or, oh, like, just like do something bad in terms of like getting back at them, I guess you could say. But Or use that information to, yeah. to spread a rumor or something. You wouldn't do that. Yeah. And I just like, for me, I like to kind of go to the root of the problem and figure out the best way to solve it that's like efficient for everyone. So I think a lot of my friends come to me because of that because they know I give them um, good advice and while it may not necessarily be what they want to hear, it's what they need to hear in order to fix either or help or something along the lines of that. But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely someone who I'm not a huge fan of like being vulnerable around people because I sometimes think it makes me look like weak in a sense. And so once I finally found like one or two people that you can actually tell actually care about how you're feeling and want to know how you're doing and are there to offer you um, just like the same advice, if not better advice than what you can give yourself. I think it's really rewarding just because I know how it feels to be able to give it to other people and then to have, or to get it in return is just as like fulfilling to me. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what is, what are the benefits of, of being in that position and what are the uh, not so good things? What are the deficits or things that don't feel so good about when you're the counselor slash mom of the group? So how do you like it? What are some things that feel good about it? What are some things where maybe it's not so good for you, not so healthy? I would say for me, the good things about it was just feeling needed and feeling like important in certain people's lives. And, you know, like at home, you know, like your mom might do everything or your your dad might do everything. But when you're actually needed and wanted in, at home or at uh, school or with your friends, then that makes you feel like really empowered but the negatives would probably be like, like what you were saying is that, uh, you know, it's something you have to be honest with people and people come to you to be like when they're, when, uh, you're going to give them a straightforward answer and like, what's really the issue. But sometimes that's not always taken the best way. Like if you tell that, if they come to you advice, sometimes they just want you to agree with them. They just yeah. want you to, you know, kind of be like, yeah, you're so right. But it might not be that way at all so just calling them out on things that they could maybe do better on could put more of a negative on you um yeah I think too also like I think something that can be hard is um like she was saying it's hard to get people to be honest um but it's also hard sometimes to just like be able to be there to listen. Um, I mean, there have been times where people have been like, Hey, can you talk? And you have to kind of make time to be able to talk to them, figure out what they're doing. But I think also like I've, I've been kind of that friend for girls who dealt with like depression or things like that. And so I, I think sometimes at the end of the day, you feel almost like this burden on you that if something were to happen to them, or if they were to do something to yourself, mm -hmm. you almost have a guilt inside of you. At least I felt that way that, I mean, I've had I've been that voice for them to talk to, but then when they're kind of in their down of downs and then like this slump that they feel like they can't get out of and they're like either threatening to do something to themselves or just suggesting like suggestful comments or things like that, you almost take on a whole nother weight that you don't, that you want to take on because you want to help, but you don't want to take on because it's not solely your responsibility. And I think for me, I felt sometimes that like, what if something was to happen and I was like the last person that they talked to or I was, I didn't do what I should have in order to help them or there was, if there was just something else that I said. So I think sometimes too, that can be kind of the 
difficulty with it and in like making sure that they're okay, but also like wanting to make sure that nothing happens to them at the same time. So it's hard to sometimes not take responsibility. Yeah. And for a lot of girls like Bill, it can be draining mm-hmm. because you're thinking, you're worrying about them. You're, you know, you're taking care of lots of people, uh, much less yourself and plus school and activities and, and all those kinds of things. So it, it puts a lot in your plate and it's hard sometimes to, to keep it all together, true or not true. That's true. It's also triggering in a sense. Like if you know, like you were like you were saying that it's you're getting all this guilt and all these I mean, I know from my personal experience that I would be there for certain people and you know, they would tell me about their uh really bad negative thoughts and their you know, the things that they did to themselves and the things that they did to cope which just was almost trigger. It was pretty much triggering for me that, you know, that I wanted to do something like that, but it just cause it's like so hard to hear something like that. Yeah. I wonder too, and tell me if this is true for you guys, that because of everything you're talking about, I wonder if earlier in your lives, you started thinking, I wish I could just go away to college for, or grow up quick and just mm-hmm. get the hell out of high school. Yeah. Have you ever felt that way? Like, I'm done with this. But not like when you're like second semester senior, but like when you're a freshman or something. Freshman, yeah. What was it for you when you started thinking, I'm done with this? Um, Probably like my sophomore year, there was like a huge stink with all my friends and everyone was just going crazy with the drama. And I would just come home from school every day and be like, Mom, I cannot wait to get out of here. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I need to be in college. I need to be around different people. I need to be with more mature people, and um, so yeah, I mean, I think that started really early for me, and I still kind of have that view. I'm still definitely ready to get out of high school. Yeah. I wonder, too, if your jobs, all three of you work. I wonder if your jobs help, because you're out in the world, you're with older people, you know, in general. Does that help to kind of feel like you're growing up and kind of, you know, moving on, sort of? I don't want you all to grow up fast. I want you to enjoy your senior high school, and I understand that part, but does having a job help that? Yeah, I love having a job. I love being around, uh, you know, college kids or people who are right out, out of college or even, I mean, other people my age too, but I love being around different people and people who come from, like, all different walks of life and people who I can just um, connect with that I normally wouldn't, people who have stories, and um, I think it's really fun to get to know people who are older than you and just... Um, see, like, like I get along so well with a lot of the people I work with, and they're all, like, six or seven years older than me, and, like, yeah. I feel like I'm just one of them, and so, but I think working really gives me a chance to just, like, be mature and be independent and, like, be a leader, and I don't know. I love working. I think it's so fun. <laughs> How about y'all? What about you two? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say I like it, too. I work in, like, a family-run business, so it's very, like, tight-knit there, um, and a lot of the people that are there during the day and or, like, the people who do what I do, again, are, like, in college or, like, can be, like, six or seven years older than me, and it's almost just, like, refreshing. Like, I I go right after um, school during the weekdays, so you kind of, like, leave all the petty stuff behind, in a sense, and you, like, move on to almost like a breath of fresh air when I feel like when I step in the door just because everybody's has no desire to be like talking about a dumb fight that they had with their friend like during the day you 
talk about like real world, real world stuff, like things like that. And I work like with consumers and things like that. So I think on like the customer basis, like I get, a, I get along really well with um, the people who come in the door and I'm able to approach them really well because I think I do have that maturity and that sense of like being able to talk to those older than me. Whereas I know like there are some people who, some people who like can struggle with that and don't necessarily like to talk to older people. So I think like being an old soul in a sense and like having this maturity has really helped me like flourish in my job and make me very approachable and very like easy to talk to. Um, and I think like, well, I hopefully like think that my bosses and people like that see that because I am pretty easy to get along like with everyone else there. I'm guessing that along the way, maybe not now as seniors, but maybe, but especially earlier when you were sort of like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, especially my guess is that y'all may have been judged by your peers because sometimes you wouldn't play, you know, the drama game. And that probably, uh, especially for the queen bees, they don't like people they can't intimidate. And you all are intimidatable, if that's a word. <laughs> so I, I wonder if um, I wonder if you're aware that people notice that around you, that you don't put up with crap and that you stay out of stuff. And even though it may make you feel alone and sort of different along the way, but also you're also, whether you're aware of it or not, are, are you aware that you're inspiring people? To do it different. Are you aware that people might look up to you? So, so put aside your good girl stuff, like I shouldn't brag and stuff. But are, do you understand what I'm saying? People like yeah. you are inspiring to me, I know, when I watch, cause, because you guys do stand up for yourselves, other people, you're valuable to other people, all that. Um, I don't think that's all often appreciated in the hallways of school, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering if you do feel that, that sense from anywhere. Um. I definitely feel that sense when I'm at camp, you know, like from the younger girls or, you know, like as like uh, being a CIT is just I feel that I am looked up to. Like, I mean, I, you know, I feel like I've, you know, fit that motherly role for some girls at camp. But like at school, I don't I don't feel like that at all. I don't I mean, there is a couple people from camp that go to my school and I still feel that way towards them. But. Other than that, I don't. I don't think people appreciate or really see it as a a good thing. Mm. Yeah, I kind of had a different experience with it. I mean, over the years, I feel like my friends have gotten, I don't know, more used to it or more <laughs> like appreciative of it. But I mean, they they joke sometimes like, "Oh, I want to go like confront her. Like, I don't want her to say, or like, she hurt my feelings and like all this stuff. And we're like, I wish I was Christina. Cause Christina would just go say something or like Christina wouldn't like let someone say that to her. And it's kind of like in a joking sense, but I know that there's actually a, yeah. So they noticed. yeah like people know that I'm not going to deal with like their drama and stuff like that. And it's not like in a standoffish way either. Yeah. It's just like, I don't, I'm just not willing to deal with that. And and I think that, like, even people have said just, like, being around me, they, like, it's so easy to be around you because you don't care about, like, the stupid little stuff. Or, like, it's easy to be around you because you're you're confident or you're independent or um, whatever it may be. But I think that if you're around the right people, they definitely do start to pick up on it and, and respect you for it. Last thing, um, looking back... You guys are 17, 18 years old now. Um, looking back, if, if there's um, a younger girl out there who's in 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th grade who's an old soul, um, knowing what you know now 
any advice you would give them about making their way, uh, being someone with the kind of depth and maturity that, that you have and they might have? Any, any advice you'd give to them or their parents to, as far as supporting them? Um, I think for me, my advice would just be like, as, as I know to, in today's society, it can be really hard because you just think you have to fit in and you think that there's a certain mold that you have to fit. Um, but I think what I valued the most is that I didn't fit in in the sense that like I was alone or something like that, but I, I was different and I stood out and I think that that was really beneficial for me. Um, I've noticed in high school that people have said that to me, but only in a positive, um, like manner. And they've said, you know, like, I really appreciate how you can stand up for yourself. I really appreciate how like different you are, but in a good way. Um, so I think I, I know it's hard because I mean, like I see it everywhere too, especially like with social media, not to sound like a mom or anything, but like, <laughs> I know with social media, there's pictures and there's things like that that you just see and you're like, I have to look like that. or I have to wear that or I have to blah, 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 fill in the blank. Um, I just like, I don't know if I could have encouraged my fifth grade or sixth grade self to do something. It was just to be more true to myself and be okay with the fact that I'm not going to necessarily fit in. I mean, I don't look like everyone else. Like I, I wear glasses and I've had people who have like made fun of me for that. But like, I, I don't know, as weird as it sounds, I like, I own them now. They're like a part of me and I like appreciate wearing them, things like that. So I don't know. I just like, I like, I like not fitting in, in the mm. sense that, like, I like being different from every, excuse me, everyone else, because, I mean, when you're like everyone else, then you kind of just fit in. No one really pays as much attention to you, if that makes sense. So I would say just, like, be comfortable in your skin in the sense that, like, it's okay to stand out and it's okay to not necessarily fit the mold that the quote-unquote popular girls fit or things like that. I think my advice would be to just kind of like open your mind. And I know, I know in middle school, it's, it's a bit harder to do this, but for me, it's kind of been about, um, like, I don't always have to hang out with the people that are right in front of me, like, or the people who are in my class or in my grade. Um, it's, you know, some of my deepest friendships are with people who are two years older than me, which can be hard sometimes because you can be at different stages in life with them. But I think finding those friendships with people who meet your maturity level, whether they're your age or not, um, has been something really important to me just so that I get the, I get the kind of friendship that I need and I, I get someone there to support me when I'm there supporting other people who, um, are around me who, who are not as mature as me. And so I think it's just about finding those people for you regardless of where they are. Yeah, I mean, I agree with all of that. And, and honestly, it's just, I wish I just would have just owned it, like, like, owned it, like you were saying. Like, it's just completely just being myself and, you know, like, I know it's a common thing to hear is, oh, it gets better. But, I mean, it does. It's like you do learn just over time, like, who you should be associating yourself with and, like, who's going to make you a stronger person. So I think it's just really just being yourself, your authentic self, like, 100% of the time be able to get to that place your friends are lucky to have you you mom counselor people um and i'm glad you're at your point in life because it won't be long before you guys are gonna leave high school and go off and, and it is it does get easier in the real world there'll, there'll be around more people who, who will match your level of maturity and depth and all that and i, I do think it's easier to find them uh, thank you so much for being here today and and adding to our, our podcast so, uh, this is uh dr tim jordan and uh 
This is Raising Daughters. I hope this has helped you to understand your daughter and maybe learn how to support them in a different way. We'll be back again next week with another topic. Uh, Thank you very much for, for joining us. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.